Hello and welcome to the Knowledge of Nothing podcast. Each week we will share with you our thoughts and opinions about our modern mythologies. Such as film, TV, music, comics, gaming, and more. I am your host, Brian, a comic book nerd who thinks of himself as a low-level superhero. And I'm your anti-host, Tony, a movie buff with an unhealthy obsession for overanalyzing anything and everything. And when we're not fighting crime, we're podcasting. Let's get it started. Boom! Boom. And welcome to the long-awaited, much-anticipated season finale of the Knowledge of Nothing podcast. This is episode 21, and like always, we are brought to you by Soy Cat Candles. Soy Cat Candles, they are 100% soy and 100% possum. But you know what? It sounds a little dull. Wayne, bring in the magic, will you? Awesome. And in today's much anticipated episode, we'll be going over some conman history. How did the logo come about? We're going to be giving our thoughts and opinions on Zack Snyder's Justice League. Hey, and we'll also be talking about our poll results. I know we kind of left things on a little bit of a cliffhanger regarding Ready Whip versus Cool Whip. Well, we're going to have that settled today, as well as talk about the results for Fries versus Chips. Which one won? We'll let you know. Awesome. We're also going to be going over some highlights and lowlights over season one. Oh my gosh. I... They are more lowlights than they are highlights. <laughs> I am a little nervous to see what Wayne has prepared for us. Oh, I've uh, been working with Wayne closely on this and it is, uh, yeah, they are definitely lowlight. And uh, we do have some feedback that we got from our fans regarding some uh, of the segments that they liked this season. And we'll briefly go over those as well. And like always, this will be an epic conclusion to season one. We'll cap it off with some pop quickies. Tony and Wayne, are you guys ready? As I'll ever be. Always. Let's do this. Part one. So, you know, in celebration of our season finale, there was a couple of things uh, that I wanted to kind of touch on and just bring notice to. As you know, we started this thing kind of on a whim. We spent a lot of time to figure out how this show was going to go. Throughout that time, we've evolved and we've changed some things. Uh, we, we used to have a logo at the beginning of the season. And if you notice that somewhere uh, halfway through, we changed our logo and we also changed our image that we have on all of our podcast uh, availability. And a lot of that, uh, I wanted to kind of go over the logo specifically. I felt like we needed to have some kind of logo that represents us as the Knowledge of Nothing podcast. And a lot of great companies have a logo. So I'm thinking maybe we need to come up with some type of logo. And uh, I brought it to the guy's attention one time. I, I was always pondering this thought of, you know, if we really had to think about it, and it was kind of a pop quickies question in my mind, and I brought it to, to Wayne and to Brian, I was thinking, who would be the heart, who would be the mind, and who would be the soul of the show? 
And uh, I have an answer for that. It'd be Wayne, Wayne, and Wayne. Yeah, yeah. Well, th- th- that's a that's a natural. That, that's a given. Okay, I, I would disagree with that. <laughs> yeah, I disagree with it too, Brian. That, nice try. You know, give you give yourself some credit. Okay, but it was then we were having this discussion, and Wayne had this brilliant idea. He's like, "Hey, why don't we do a Venn diagram?" So we decided, all of us collectively, who would be the heart, the mind, and the soul. And Wayne, of course, got the brain. Uh, or the mind. Brian was the heart of the show. And if you listen, I think everybody can pretty much say that that is correct. And then came to me and I'm the soul. I guess I'm the dark part uh, and the light part. (laughs) I'm the one that's always so passionate and so emotional. So it kind of just fit. And Wayne came up with this logo that uh, you now see on all of our our, uh, social media posts and also on our uh, podcast. And that's also when it came time to kind of redesign what we wanted to look like, the first time we did this thing, we, it was just Brian and I, but we felt that Wayne needed to be incorporated into um, our logo as well. And that's where Melda came in with her talents, Brian's wife, and she just knocked it out of the park. She changed things up. We are not an easy bunch to kind of, uh, um, to really... Uh, to work with? Yeah, to work with. <laughs> we're, we're, we're very opinionated. And I think poor Melda had to go through like, uh, I want to say like seven to 10 iterations of what you now finally see. And I, I always like to bring attention to, if, if you look at it, you look at the Venn diagram and you notice the coloring there, it matches each of our shirts. And uh, it was, it's just one of those cool things. We're looking at uh, possibly doing some type of uh, merchandising, hope, hopefully here in, the, in season two and, and beyond. Brian, would you like to add anything else? It's a fun process. You know, I've never been a part of any project like this in, in my life. And, you know, true to our name, we really have no knowledge of anything going into it. But but we got people now asking us how we've done it. Yeah. You Isn't know, that the craziest part about all it of this? Is. We started this thing out at like just blind as bats. Less than about a year ago, we were where these people are now. And, you know, asking questions about, oh, my gosh, you do this. You know, how did you get started? Or, you know, what website should I start researching? Or, you know, what's the what's the number one uh, thing that I should do? And my answer is always get a Wayne, get a Wayne uh, to join your team. <laughs> and, and then things get much easier. But I've been in those shoes. I, I, I know where they're coming from. And by no means are we professionals or good at what we do. We're still learning as we go, but that's the whole fun of it. You know, we are the knowledge of nothing. We have no knowledge going into it, but we are kind of quick learners and we lean on each other. We, we bounce ideas off of each other and we support each other. And I think that's the most important thing. You know, if you have a good support system, because this will take a lot of your time, a lot of work and a lot of your patience and a lot of money. So um, if you want to, no, well, it, to be fair, I think you and I went overboard. Oh, we absolutely. Uh, I did. think that I think that people can do it on a relatively low budget. I mean, we've heard some if some you, podcasts if you are where you're definitely than we are, that. which is is not hard. <laughs> yes, <laughs> this will exactly. cost you a fraction of what Tony and I have probably dropped into this. You know, this is a journey that I would take with no other group, and I love every moment of it. I look forward to doing our podcast every week. I like sharing it with people. I like hearing people's feedback. Uh, Even though 
it might not always be positive as far as my aspect goes. <laughs> Everybody seems to really love Tony and Wayne, but you know, whatever. Um, Give yourself uh, some credit. It uh, it the show has been everything that I hoped it would be, and it's just evolving from here. You know, my we keep raising our own bar, and I and I like that measuring stick. We don't compare ourselves to other shows. We have our own bar, and we hit our own goals, and that bar keeps moving and. That's just where we're going to keep taking it. We're going to see how high we can go with this. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, uh, yeah. Wow. That was pretty heavy. Wayne, would you like to add anything about, I mean, just the season in general or the, or the, or the Venn diagram, anything else on that, on that level? I'll have to say is I've been enjoying the creative process that I could do with you guys. Um, it's one thing with creativity it, when it's collaborative, it could be very challenging, especially if you're not on the same page. And I think that's one thing yes. that's, I love about us as a podcast, us as a group, us as friends, is that we could throw ideas and it just tends to evolve from there. And so I, I look forward to every opportunity, whether it be just recording, creating a, you know some kind of graphic, creating some jingles, or just coming up with the title of the episode. It, it all seems to work. So I can't wait to keep on doing this. As always, we couldn't do this without you. Thank you for being our fans. Thank you for supporting us. And thank you for giving us the feedback more than anything. It really means a lot to us. And please, please, please send us more. We love it. We love reading your emails. We love reading the feedback. But yeah, that's just a little bit about the logo that I kind of wanted to bring up since it is our season one finale. But I think up next, we're going to be actually talking about something that we've been teasing for the past three, four, five weeks. And that is... The Snyder Cut, uh, Justice League. Part two. Brian, why don't you kick this off for us? Finally, we are going to discuss our opinions on Zack Snyder's Justice League. And there should be no guesswork on what my opinion is going to be. But I have to give my co-host some props because usually he is so opinionated and cannot wait to share that opinion that he'll leak something on social media or just tag me or send me a text on some kind of weird emoji, but tips me off usually on his initial thoughts and opinions on it. But he has not done that. He has shown some incredible self-control over Zack Snyder's Justice League, but we're going to discuss it now. I'm finally going to hear what Tony's thoughts and opinions were. Tony, share with us, will you? Oh, boy, man. You're, you're putting a lot of pressure on me right now, okay? Um, what am I going to say about the Snyder Cut? I honestly wanted to hate this movie, but I told everybody I would keep my mind open, and I would let the, the, the film do the talking. So I've done that. And one thing I would like to say is um, it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Wow. Does it, Tony. Does it? Yes, I know. This is I a know. different tone. You realize. I told you. Zach I told you Snyder that I could keep. made this movie, right? Yes. This I told you what? that I could. I could. To, I told you that I could keep an open mind. And that is what I did. Do I think it is a perfect movie? Hell no. Can Do I think there are a lot of issues movie? with it? Yes, there are a lot of issues with it. But. At the end of the day, he made four hours watchable. And okay. I watched you know the whole I'll take it. That's thing. a win. <laughs> no, it is a win. It was it, it was a complete win. 
considering that I could not get through Joss Whedon's JLA, it was maybe I was a half hour in and I had to turn it off because I just did not like it. I didn't like the vibe. I didn't like where it was going. I didn't like the campy humor. I just thought it was lame. It was lame and it didn't keep my interest. The villains were all very one note. And surprisingly enough, with this Snyder cut, they give these characters backgrounds that I just loved. Now I understand why Cyborg apparently does not get along with Joss Whedon. And now <laughs> I can see why I could totally see why. Cause this really was Cyborg's film for the most part. Uh, and he did a beautiful job of just giving us a sense of who this character was giving us a sense of, of what cyborg was dealing with and how he still wanted to do good, even though he had been through all of these traumatic things in his life. Um, I really love that. And Steppenwolf even surprisingly enough was great. I loved him as a villain in this because they did not make him one note. You knew what his, his, his motivation was. You knew what he was going to do and they made him a full, a uh, fully enveloped character, which I was not expecting. And I loved that aspect of it, but I have to say it was not a perfect film. It was, I will, I ever watch it again. No, I will not. Um, there are some issues that I have with it, but on the whole, this was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Are you surprised by that, Brian? I, I am. I am so surprised. I, I don't even know who I'm talking to right now. Uh, I wrote hey, down I a told note. you I would keep an open mind about it. I wrote it. down a note, and you okay. did not even touch upon it, but I wrote down, he is going to mention this. I thought this would be the first thing you would mention. And oh, then, uh, let, me, let, me, let me guess. Is, okay. is it the aspect ratio? Yes, it is. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> hey, I want to I I I I like, put that, I put that up from front. There. We've lost them from there. You didn't even see it. <laughs> they were this close. They were. You were this close from losing me, but I'll get into that in a little bit. Yes, I, I wanted to start off with the good. I, I was surprised. I uh, enjoyed it. I really thought it was... Um, it was, it was good. I mean, it was, it was, it wasn't great, but it was good. And it kept my attention for four hours, which is something that I just did not uh, expect at all. Yeah. You know, let me, let me touch upon a, a few things, Tony. One, I'm so impressed with you and how open-minded you are about this because, see? you know, if, if you could, you know, for our listeners who can't see our screen, uh, you were just given uh, a golf clap <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> on your yes, growth. On but, the I told, no, but I told you I would Zach keep an Snyder. open mind. Did I not you say did. that you I'm always that for, going to keep them open? That. You're absolutely right. You've always said that. And you're true to your word. You have To be that. fair, Tony, you've also said you only used the F-bomb once that one episode. And then you did not stick with that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, you know, I, I, as I said earlier in the show, things evolve, right? And uh, I can, I, and I, I want to stick to the one F rule, but, uh, you know, sometimes just that soul in me just that wants soul. to say it a lot more. But anyway, go on, Brian. What Let were you saying? Let me tell you, I agree with you on on everything that you just said. It's not a perfect movie, but I really enjoyed it. The character development um, was so much better in this long version of it, which I would like to think that that this was the original plan. That's what we've been told up until this point, um, and that the Joss Whedon version of this it was kind of like Cliff Notes, you know, to what the actual story, you know, turned out to be, you know. I remember in high school where I 
did not get a very good grade. I was supposed to read Moby Dick and do a report on Moby Dick. And I remember getting that book and it's like this thick, like four or five inches thick. And then I looked across the the, the aisle in the library and I saw the Cliff Note version. <laughs> it's a few millimeters thick. And which one did I grab? I went right for that little yellow and black little Cliff Note version of it and uh, read that. But there were some aspects that I really liked about Zack Snyder's Justice League. One, it was beautiful. It's very different than anything Marvel that that you would expect. This is, uh, he has a vision. He envisions uh, these heroes like like gods, like Greek mythology, and, and kind of makes a, a beautiful motion picture that is like godlike, you know, where you take the Marvel verse and oh, it's- dude, you're going, a, you're going a little too far for me, oh, man. Just, just hang in there. And it's more like modern day. You know, like modern day, you know, what if heroes were in our actual timeline and world and stuff like that. So I like the aspect of uh, Hallelujah. We know that Zack uh, Snyder suffered a, a tragedy when he was originally making this uh, this movie, his, his the passing of his daughter. And Hallelujah by this artist was her favorite version of it. So I really like the fact that he put it in the film for her. I mean, that was a really touching aspect that I, I realized afterwards, you know, when I was doing a little bit of research, I like the fact that it was broken up into parts. I wish it was a miniseries. I, I watched it. I wanted to watch it like a miniseries. This was, this was a long watch for me. And I'll, even though I enjoyed it, I don't think I'll watch it again because it's, it's too long. I don't want to sit through four plus hours anymore doing this um you know even if i do love the characters you know it was too long but if they had broken it up into a mini series like the parts i think i probably would have enjoyed it more so and then it would have stretched it out a little bit gave me some time to think about it during each aspect um but i want to see more of the snyderverse i mean they he certainly opened the door for batman joker you know, alternate timeline, Superman kind of going evil type thing, you know, Flash going through the the multiverse. I mean, there's so many things that they could have done going off of this uh, Snyder Cut. You know, and let me tell you, my favorite character is Batman, but thank God Wonder Woman, there was so much Wonder Woman in, in this uh, film because... To me, she was my favorite part of the whole thing, even though I know my wife will probably say she went into the Greek ruins and dropped down and did that superhero landing without breaking a heel. Uh, but uh, but that's what makes her Wonder Woman. You know? And uh, I liked uh, things like that. I'm with everybody else who's saying Aquaman being a king of the ocean, blah, 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 smashing a bottle into the ocean right before he goes in there. Where does he get all those shirts that he keeps ripping off? Hey, <laughs> if I had his body, I think I'd just find a reason to take off my shirt too. There's just so many things that I, I liked about it. It's the, the whole character development. Steppenwolf was, was not a one-trick pony. He had motivation. He wanted to get back into good graces with Darkseid. And, you know, we see Darkseid, you know, briefly. And I would love to see a Darkseid war knowing now that Earth has some defenders that can hold a candle to him. And then you see characters that I never thought I would see on the big screen, like Granny Goodness. And it, there was never a scenario where I thought I would see the Joker and Batman and Deathstroke. Um, Come on, all, you're, you're going, you're together. You're, dude, that's, that's I'm jumping the end. around. You're, I know you're going to the end, um, which 
is one of the issues I had with this okay. film. But anyway, but um, yeah, you know, it just this this film opened a lot of doors, answered a lot of questions, met my expectations, and if HBO Max ever wanted to, I really truly feel like there could be a whole new Snyderverse based on the work that he's already done. Anyway. Those are my thoughts. That's yeah, so, my feelings. Yeah, <laughs> hey, so we all knew that Brian was going to love it. Um, Brian was going to, you know, just fawn all over it. Uh, yes, I'm surprised that I enjoyed it, but me too. now's the fun part. <laughs> now's the fun now part. Is now the I fun can start part. ripping on things <laughs> that I just did not like about this film. Uh, first off, I was going to go with the four three ratio. <laughs> Everybody knows that that is my my thing. Number but one I have, on my list. <laughs> yes, but you know what? To um, to Zack Snyder's credit, I did not know this, but he shot this in IMAX, which is in a four three ratio. So when they are using that, that is what he intended the film to look like. Uh, and so I am, I'm forgiving on the four, three ratio. I did not know so that, that, that is why. Yeah, I know. Well, I know <laughs> I, I would prefer it being the 16, nine, but, uh, the four, three in this t context, um, uh, I'm able to kind of uh, give it some wiggle room, and I understand that that's the artistic expression that he had, and that's what he wanted to do. So they remain true to that. I just like to have a bigger, fuller picture. But you know, the aspect ratio did bug me. Uh, I felt like I was watching a, a stupid video on Instagram. But after knowing that backstory, I'm fine with it. But I do have some other issues. He is so goddamn dependent on slow motion. If this movie would just speed shit up, this would have been an hour and a half movie, not four hours. I mean, Jesus Christ, let things go at the regular speed. Why do I need slow motion it's every epic. goddamn two seconds? It's epic. What? This is an it's epic not film. epic. It's dumb. Is, it's stupid. These are it's dumb. These are you know, modern day gods, right? And they work yes. faster than we can see. And you know, you can't but just you watch don't a need blur to slow screen. shit down. You don't need to slow shit down every single single time. And then the you, beginning you of the do movie, if you want to see what's going on. Uh, the other issue I had since, and I'm taking aim at Wonder Woman specifically. Oh, you better tread lightly. I'm not going to tread lightly. Go for when it. When the fuck did she become Flash? I mean, uh, at the beginning of this thing, she, what was up with that whole thing that I thought that was Flash's gig, man, to be that speedy, to kind of stop all those she's bullets. She's not as fast was, as Flash, but she's fast. I mean, Superman is fast. But it reminded me way too much of Flash. That should be Flash's gig, not Wonder Woman. You know, if, it would have had more impact to me if maybe she missed a shot and a kid got oh, taken out God, or somebody what else. What the hell's wrong yes, with Yes, I know. But I, I, <laughs> see, this is just, these are decisions that I would have made, but I understand why they didn't. But I thought that was too much like Flash. You know, I thought that was way too much like I, Flash. Actually, I did have issue with that scene as well because, I mean, the speed thing, take it or leave it. But so No, blowing, or, blowing up that person well, here's in thing, front though. of all those kids. They, she was, first off, those, those were terrorists were trying to blow up the building. So what does she do? Blow up the building. And then two. Yes. She could Who stop. Who cares about the building? She saved no, but, all their lives. No, but but, so this, but here's the logic though that has an issue. She's flying by, stopping all these bullets. So how fast does she to do that? And then she couldn't go up and hit the guy when he's reloading the gun. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, if, he, if she's doing it that fast, here's do the, you know what I mean? Here's the thing. We've already established it's not a perfect movie, but no. you know, Flash, Flash's speed. We saw in this 
in this movie that he is so fast that he can go through the multiverse, right? He can go faster than light. And so she only needs to go fast, faster than a bullet, you know, which it Superman did, can do. It seem like, uh, you know, it, it seems You didn't like the excessive. fact where she can lasso somebody with them into a wall and you saw the blood splatter on the wall. I thought that was a nice okay. aspect. I, well, <laughs> it, it, it's a good aspect, but again, uh, it's not, it's taking away, that's Flash's Fla- gig. Flash's gig is going through the multiverse, going that fast. She just, I mean, she's probably slow. In, Dude, the in, multiverse, in, the multiverse was something that has just been what the past 20, 30 years. So I, you know, Flash doing that. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, right. I, okay. I don't know, man. I just I thought it was way. She was way too quick. Um, and the other thing is, uh, with with Wonder Woman, she blows up the building, like you like you said, and she subjects all these kids to seeing this guy blown to smithereens. I, you know what? I, I didn't, I obviously didn't have as much of an issue with blowing okay. up a building as and you the did. And the other <laughs> issue I had was why, what the fuck was with her, what was with her theme every single time she was on the damn uh, movie? Whenever she showed up, I had to hear that. Oh, oh, yeah, it was just like, oh, please, I get the point. She's, she's here, she's there, but why do I need to hear that? Every single time. I mean, holy cannoli. Jeez. <laughs> right? I, Brian, am I right on that? You know, you're probably right, but I don't I have know an I'm issue right with it, it like you do. So <laughs> I, I, It's those little things. And then, you know, the unity boxes, did they not remind the you of boxes. like... Uh, on mother boxes, right. whatever, uh, to create unity. That reminded me of like a low budget gauntlet. You know, it was like Thanos' oh, gauntlet, it. but on a low budget. You know, it was the it mother was lame. boxes it was kind are, of- are are old time. They're old school DC lore. I mean, like these these were this was not created for the film. But didn't this it, is, I, I get it, but didn't it seem a little kind of obvious? Marvel or and it, DC like, stole here, ideas from each other left and right back in the day. So. Sure, the Infinity Stones, the Mother Boxes, call it what you will. It's all apocalyptic, you know, so it is what it is. <laughs> uh, but this anyway. is old school comic book stuff. I mean, these these were well established way before any of us were born. And, uh, well, any of us on the show, you know, I'm, I, I don't want to speak for all of our listeners, but, uh, um, but, uh, this is, this is, this was not created just to make this movie. These, this is old school comic book uh, folklore. <sighs> anyway, okay, uh, what are some other things? Oh, the one thing I didn't like is that Cyborg's dad, did you did you happen to kind of make this connection? He's been responsible for the destruction of the world in two franchises. Two franchises. The Terminator. Oh, yes. yes, the I, Terminator, and now he created a cyborg in this one. So this dude just needs to be wiped off the pl- face of the planet. He's already, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, he's already tainted this world twice I did and not, destroyed this world I did twice. Not, I did not. Now that you say it, I, you're absolutely right. Yes, but I did I'm not absolutely think right. About that. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It is funny though. I do want to talk about Silas. You know, I felt like his death was kind of unnecessary. I understand that he wanted to heat the core of the box so that it could be found. But did he have to be in there to heat it? I just don't understand it. Like, why didn't he just turn it on and then leave that little box? Well, I, th- I think, I think that he had the, to do something to, like, send a signal out or something. Right, I, right, they, right. They, they mentioned right. that. They're, 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 the, the, um, the parademons are going to take it or Seven Wolf's going to take it. So he's marking it so Cyborg can find it. But... Did he have to sacrifice himself? I just, I, that was the one part I kind of scratched my head about. But 
him, uh, you know, working for Skynet and <laughs> now yeah, doing this. Yeah. I totally didn't catch that until you just now said it. I know. You're absolutely right. You see? That's why I get paid to do what I do. <laughs> and that's nothing. Zero. <laughs> anyway. You're overpaid. <laughs> some other issues I had with it were the score and the music cha- uh, choices. I thought that, you know, uh, with, with, with Flash, uh, it, it, the sequence, uh, it was... You know, it was distracting. It didn't really kind of add anything to it. It, it. it actually took away from it. And just with those things, Zack Snyder can be dead on with some of them. But for the most part, his music choices were just not, they were not good. They were not good. Um, I don't know how else to, to put it. Uh, I just was. He's definitely he's definitely not James Gunn. That's for sure. Yes, he definitely is not James Gunn. Um, you didn't want the, the come together theme? <laughs> no like they showed in the trailer for uh whedon's <laughs> what oh did they yeah. oh, it was come together yeah. oh, whatever anyway uh you know what i lo- i did enjoy barry allen's dad is dr manhattan how cool was that not anymore he I was, was just, like Yay! he was just recast recast is what for the flash movie who was the guy who was in office space Peter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Um. Uh. Well, they're not going with the Snyderverse. Uh. You're talking oh. about. Um. Shoot, it's not Billy Crudup anymore. It's um. Gosh, what's his name? Uh. Hold on. Okay. So yeah, he's been recasted. Uh. It's actually Ron Livingston now. It is not. It's no longer Billy Crudup anymore. Um. The the other thing is I have. I, I know we've gone a little bit long on this, and we've got another segment we're going to devote to this. But no, we're uh, going to get some intelligent dude, with the with on the this. short with 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 the no shirts, man. I get it. You're buff, but please cover yourself up. I mean, <laughs> geez, Louise, I, I don't need to no see that all way. the freaking time. If I had that body, I'd never wear a shirt. <laughs> and also, uh, the one thing that I uh, th- my other issues are. I saw, I've already seen a lot of this in other aspects of the DC uh, universe as far as on screen. I, I, I felt that Z- Zack Snyder and the flash thing at the end where he's going faster than the speed of light, that was way too similar and moving time backwards. That reminded me a lot of uh, the Donner oh my uh, gosh. F- Superman film. Tony, it was, this is what Flash does. This is what he does. This is part okay, of but his it, story. But, <laughs> but again, it remind, It was very similar to what we saw so in Superman similar, 1 with Christopher Reeve. A characteristic of that character. This is what he does. He gets in trouble for doing this, but he does this. Okay, well, but again, that doesn't mean. You see, I I am ignorant to to the the comic books, but I am very familiar with film. When I look at this and I see that same aspect play out, it reminded me a lot of the Donner uh, Superman. Flashpoint so, is a huge storyline in DC, and it's I get because it, Brian. Flash I decided that. to change shit that he shouldn't have changed, and he yes. gets in trouble for it. Trust me, there's 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 not a situation where he does it and there's no consequences. Like, and then also, what was up with what was up with Lois Lane being pregnant? I mean, was that like he was paying they never um, talked um, homage they, you to saw it. singer Here Superman? You you're, you're a young couple. You know, like they, they didn't touch it, upon to me, it. That but reminded that was me there. of Brian Singer's. Uh, that reminded me a lot of Brian Singer's cut of of Superman. I can't even believe where, that made your list. They they never even touched. Yeah, upon I'm it going to because it, that was it's not original. That's my my issues were that I've already it's seen these things done on film. <laughs> like you're looking for originality. Anyway, okay, we're gonna wrap this. <laughs> what, what do you mean we're gonna wrap no, this? No, we're gonna wrap uh, our part of this. And then the last the the, the, <laughs> right. the nightmare sequence, right? The nightmare sequence uh, was just 
out of place. It was disjointed. No, this is... It was. I know they were going to try and set up uh, some some uh, sequels to uh, Justice League. What would but... happen if Superman? worked for dark side and if superman lost his mind and he lost lois and everything this was well Batman's, guess what we're never going to deal with that because Batman's hbo max has already said that- he said this from the get-go and even flash ran into to try to i mean this is a callback for um b versus you know bvs you know like that full flash scene where superman's sleeping oh at the that game. great film that that is a very oh great gosh. film isn't I it i would love to see this version of it and do you what do you do now do you destroy superman or do you how do you get him to come back um, to to be on your side and kryptonite bitches that's all you need kryptonite, kryptonite that's all you bitches. need it's all you fucking need kryptonite 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 anyway i just thought that that whole ending sequence was lame i i, I understood that it was there because it was going to set up something bigger okay. and larger i just thought that the joker and deathstroke i thought it was it was just lame it was it was lame uh, you, you know what i did love martian manhunter <laughs> okay i had to bring Thank him you. up because Thank he you. was great anyway well, i was going great. to leave it at he, that the, the only thing i want to complain about his scene is that it was too short I wish he was a bigger part of the film, you know, talking about what, what could be, what, you know, like, yeah, guess what? You woke up this, this, this God, you know, which if DC plans to do, I know at one point they were uh, in development of the new gods movie where it talks more about apocalypse and, you know, the war world and, um, and that whole aspect. But, you know, Martian Manhunter is, is a big part of that. He's a part of the justice league. I wish he was, introduced sooner in the in the in the film so we can get more of him but he brings along a whole new storyline of what's to come and i watch this i'm like oh my gosh they opened so many doors that i just want to go and guess through what all of them are now closed they're all closed <laughs> well you know what? they're all closed they brought the Snyderverse in so who knows maybe it, they're all maybe, they're I'm all not closing closed. anything like death in comic books that character will probably be brought back somewhere uh, anyway let's Whatever. get a lady's point of view what what are we doing we're gonna get a lady's point of view of the Snyderverse oh, oh finally okay. somebody yeah. intelligent will be on the show and sharing their thoughts and opinions and I can't wait to hear them part three it's about damn time. That's right. I'm going to introduce Dana and Melda, who are both avid comic book fans and have both seen the Snyder Cut. So, ladies, please share your opinions. I don't know. Dana, did you want to go first? Or I know. Oh, God. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I have some shit to say. <laughs> right? Listening to Tony and Brian go on, you were like, mmm. <laughs> so, I think we need to address kind of the elephant in the room, which is the reverse. Um, objectification Mm. of obviously Joss Whedon like it was every other shot was you know Wonder Woman's ass which is spectacular but I don't need that (laughs) um and then you know the the campy you know the campy jokes like Tony was referencing you know when Flash falls on her boobs like I come on can we can we not can we not and I feel like and they even mentioned the guys even mentioned it like Oh, I don't need to see his shirt off every time. How do you think we feel every time we watch a goddamn comic book movie and all you see is TNA from all these wonderful woman characters that are supposed to be strong and we're supposed to be 
appreciating them in that way. And yet all it is is TNA, TNA, TNA. Well, and you know, with that, I thought when she tells the little girl, like the little girl's like, I want to be just like you. And yeah. she's like, you can be whatever you want. I'm like, oh my God, did we just turn this into a Saturday morning cartoon? What the, what the F? Because yeah. You can't be a goddess. You don't yeah. have god powers. Right. But good luck. I'm like, right. I'm like, it's so irritated when I feel like I'm being played to. And Agreed. shit like this is what irritates me. It's just like the the all the girls at um endgame posing to drive the gauntlet down to the shitty man. It's like I'm sorry. Did we all just stop battling our whatever villain we were battling yes, just we did. to stand and pose so we could all Together. have a girl moment? Girl like, moment. I hate that. And you know what? I'm sorry. That is a director who is feeling guilty about what he's doing. Yep. We get, instead <laughs> of just... portraying strong women throughout the whole movie, we get right. a shot. You know what was a, a better... hero pose shot? Right? But Milda, you can be whatever you want to be. Right. And you know, my you ego... just need your husband to build you a suit, <laughs> or you need God powers. Right. It's me. She fine. does not need me for anything. <laughs> <laughs> you know the ridiculous. I think that this is a great point to kind of, um, if you would like to hear more about this subject. Uh, go to our Mandalorian <laughs> El Gigante special and listen to that again because we touch on exactly yeah. what these two are talking about. So, yeah. little plug for one of our earlier episodes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then with the whole Zack Snyder thing and with Wonder Woman in that that scene, yeah. I am with Tony one hundred percent. The slow motion was oh yeah painful, and when. She's staring when he switches the bullets, which we see. We see him switch the bullets. And she's just standing there. And he's showing the bullet go by. She's watching the bullet and watching the bullet. And oh my God, <laughs> is she still watching the bullet? I was mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. how long is this scene? For the love of God, please just let it end. And but, but Tony, her thing yes. since the dawn of like her existence, she does stop bullets. Yes, with she her bracelets. with her cuffs, she yeah. is. Yeah, but she, I understand that. I, I remember that from the old school. But does she do it with that amount she of has speed? To. Yes. She has to have that kind of speed. She does not have flash. Yeah, yeah, speed. but her yeah. running, she but does. her running was. She's, I don't know. She has it just, super it, speed, Tony, she but she have, doesn't have the speed force. Right. Right, she doesn't That's have a huge speed. difference. She's just super fast. Uh, well, mm -hmm. you see, I'm, I'm, I'm ignorant to this stuff, and I, I'm willing to say it. But it just reminded me; it was a little. Uh, I, I felt like that that was Flash's gig, and uh, I didn't realize that Super, or I mean, not Super Woman, Wonder, Wonder Woman had that uh, going on. But uh, yeah, you know, it is what it is. So, in uh, I guess we're going to be wrapping this up. So, in closing, what what did you? What were your thoughts overall about uh, the Snyder Cut? I think it was far too long. I think he really took his liberties with this and really just kind of pushed it over the edge. And how do I say, you know, learn to edit yourself. But yeah, so yes. I thought it was well, I thought it was good. Agreed. And thank you for the opportunity to speak. And we'll see how much of us get cut out, Thanks, guys. Right. <laughs> right. Well, that's all on Wayne. <laughs> that's all up to <laughs> Wayne. Wayne. Is, all right, Wayne. Always a pleasure having no, you on the show. No pressure, thank guys. Thanks. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for joining us and uh, giving giving us another aspect. Uh, uh, to, to look at things All through. Right. So uh, we really appreciate it. Thank you for joining us. And um, yeah, and now a word from our sponsors. Ah! Ah! Greetings, converts. 
Visit the Soy Cat Candles online store and stock up on all-natural 100% soy wax candles infused with essential oils, animal earth and human friendly. Visit www.soycatcandles.com. That's www.soycatcandles.com. Soy Cat Candles. 100% soy, 100% paw-sum. Part 4. And this season finale is nothing short of a party, and we'd like to welcome back one of our first original guests, Mike. One of them? He was our original first guest on the show. Yeah, Mike, welcome back to the show. Mike, if you don't remember, was our Star Wars unexpert, but a little known fact about Mike is that he is probably the ultimate Superman fan as well. And I know Mike has seen the Zack Snyder Justice League, and he's got some thoughts and opinions on that as well. Mike, welcome back to our show. Welcome back, Mike. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me back. This is awesome. Sweet. So, um, yeah, let's just get right to it. I know you're you're a huge Superman fan. Uh, Brian is a huge Batman fan, and we kind of talked about that in Pop Quickies uh, when you were on the show last. What were your thoughts of the Snyder Cut? On the scale of 1 to 10, what would you give it overall? Um, I'd probably give it about a seven and oh, a half okay. to eight. Wow, that's high. Okay, all right. Mike, I, I just want to ask you about one scene from the Snyder Cut. Um, one of my favorite scenes yes, of sir. the whole show is when Superman came back and is walking down the the hall of his ship there, and you hear uh, one one side of it his Kryptonian father, and then the other side his Earth father. I just uh, I thought of you. Uh, that was it was a beautiful scene uh, that I really enjoyed, and I just want to know what were your thoughts on that. They put heart into it. They let you understand exactly what was going through his mind. And it was reminders um, because he was a little off. So I think as he's walking down that hall, it's very symbolic for just reminding him of who he is because he is part Kryptonian, part human. Both those dialogues in there as he's walking and he's doing that final, I'm getting back into it, is that reminder of who you are and why it is so important that you are here. So I thought it was a fantastic scene. Mike, that was a great pull because I didn't even catch, I just thought, wow, what a beautiful scene. Reminders. It reminds everybody in who he is. It reminds himself who he is because he just woke up from the dead. He's confused. You're absolutely right. I mean, man. Yep. What a great guest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. It's not biased at all, is it, Brian? Jeez. No, I didn't ask him a Batman question. I know, I know. (laughs) But anyway, yeah, it really is great to have you back on the show. And you are actually going to help us with our tiebreaker. We kind of teased this uh, a couple of episodes ago regarding our tie that we had regarding, what was it, Cool Whip? versus Ready Whip, and Mike, you are now going to be the deciding factor in Ready Whip versus Cool Whip, so without further ado, you need to help us out with this, okay? Oh, boy. And just, uh, you know, just a reminder, I've known you for a long, long time. Yes, yes, uh, and, uh, yes and Brian has not, so... Uh, <laughs> Anyway, I'm just playing around. I feel so like what, I have, what, though. I feel like, if you I had to pick like... between the two, yes, Cool Whip versus Ready Whip, what say you? So let me just preface really quickly here. I like them both. I think they're both good, but they're both good for different things. Um, I personally love a strawberry shortcake. I'm a strawberry shortcake guy. I love it. For strawberry shortcake, I have to have Cool Whip. I cannot have the spray, um, but 
for like pumpkin pie, I like I like the Ready Whip. I like the spray. But I think when it comes down to it, my favorite is probably the Cool Whip. Yes. Oh, yes. It's creamy. Thank I love you, it. Mike. It's nice, thick, and creamy. My heart is broken. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Woo! Jeez. Yes. Well, you know, Mike, I don't put know. Put your hand if we're, up. I'm high five. High five. <laughs> that's right. Uh, wow, that's a win streak yeah. now. I yes, know. You Brian, you I couldn't too. let you lose that's that. Too. Come on. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank All right. you. <laughs> You're on a roll. Hey, so for two weeks in a row, Brian is the victor. Flexing right there. Hit it with me one more time. <laughs> oh, and look at he's a representing there. Nice. Brian, two weeks in a row. I, I'm happy for you, my friend. Thank you. Uh, thank you, you. Thank you. You you deserve it. Um, and thank I you, happen Mike. to disagree. <laughs> yes, I know. Thank, thank you, you Mike. Mike, most of all. We're gonna share this victory, Mike. This was nothing without <laughs> ours. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it ours. is ours. <laughs> all right. As always, thank you for joining us, Mike. Absolutely. And uh, I'm sure you will be here for season two. Yeah, we as cannot we, uh, talk wait about to have you things. back, Mike. Thank you very hey, much. Thank you guys. What about our, what about our next poll results? Are we not going to oh, do yeah, those right yeah, now? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we can. I already know what Mike picked on this one, so I'm not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, anyway. Mike, please share. for a little bit. Let's, let's find out what happened with the last. Uh, okay, so, so we fried, have right? one. Yeah, we have chips versus fries. And the winner with 50. 57% of the vote is chips. Woo! What? I take the mantle back. What? Yay! You're kidding Yay me. for Tony. No. <laughs> yes. Wow, Tony Brian. has oh, reigned supreme. Right? Short lived, but Tony, yes. congratulations. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But yes, <laughs> chips are the winner. I know that Mike actually picked. What did you pick, Mike? I would have chose chips. Oh, okay. See? All yeah. right. I'm a chips and dip nut, so uh, <laughs> chips and dip will win over everything. Yes, All right. I agree, and they're more versatile. And uh, but Brian, uh, yeah, go nice try. I mean, it was 53 percent of the vote, so I mean, it was it was pretty close. But I win. I win. <laughs> So your streak was short-lived. Yeah, it's short-lived, <laughs> but I'll take it. A streak's a streak. Yes. All right. Yeah, a streak is a streak. So uh, anything in closing? Uh, Wayne, do you want to say anything? Anything about the poll results? Anything like that? No. I you know what? It, it, I was glad that Brian was able to get his win streak before the end of the season. Me too. Yes. Yeah, he had two, and then I just took it from him on the season finale. He he had a streak for a, a brief a one minute. minute. Yes, for one minute, and then uh, the world came crashing down on him once again. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah, such is life. <laughs> but yes, so we're going on to our next segment now, which is going to be the season one lowlights. Not highlights, but lowlights. Part five. Could I kick off this segment for you guys? Of course. Oh, it'd be my whole well, I think this is the first, right? I mean, uh, yeah. aside from Pop Quickie, so. Well, well it truly is a, a little party. Different <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we've had a lot of low lights this season or highlights, I guess, depending on your perspective. But I think there were definitely a lot of moments we enjoyed, cringed over, laughed at, and just overall had a lot of good time with. So, Tony was a very good partner with this, and he helped me compile some uh, things that were suggested by you and the fans and also by things that we recalled throughout the season. So, Tony, take it from here, please. 
All right. We kind of compiled, I think this is more of a personal list of some things that we enjoyed over this first season. I, I Again, I can't stress enough how far we have come. Uh, I listened to episode zero and uh, we're going to be revisiting that. I think in our very first low light, it was something that I'm not proud of. I don't even think episode zero is up anymore. I think I actually took it down because uh, it was just... Um, I don't know. It was hard for me to listen to. There was a lot of going on with, with my voice. Uh, the, the room was echoey. It was just all of these things. But we were proud of it because it was our very first attempt at uh, doing this show. And right, our, to Tony, before you go into what that low light is, you got, yes. we have to give a little context to what episode zero was. Okay. do you think? Yes. Yeah, just like the background of like that was like what maybe our second time we met as the three of us. Yes. So episode zero was pretty much, no, I think it was our third time or was it, it was our second or third time. We had just all gotten together. I, I remember at the very beginning of this, uh, when we were talking about doing a podcast, Brian and I have always talked about that. And I thought that Wayne would be a good addition to this. We brought Wayne over one time to talk to him and try to sell him on it. Um, I don't think he was going to buy into it at all. In fact, it was just a very awkward meeting. Yeah, because it was very clear that Wayne was the least interested person in the room. It totally. <laughs> and he, yes, he totally was. And was just uh, just kind of keeping the conversation going between Brian and I. And I think that, that was something that, uh, that uh, continues to this day. But this show, our very first uh, recording, we had done in my old place that we lived in, uh, where, where I lived in, in Anaheim. And <laughs> just so you know, it was during a time of COVID and Wayne actually had to be, he was on our patio. He was on my patio right next to the bedroom that we were recording in. And he was running the board while Brian and I were secluded inside. He did not want to be exposed to us, and he's, which is a theme that has kind of run on to this day. <laughs> I think he just wants less contact with us whatsoever. To be fair, nobody should want to be exposed to us. Yes, so. exactly. <laughs> so, but it was just very awkward. Wayne didn't have a mic at the time. Wayne is just kind of... He was giving us some signals to kind of keep things going. So one yeah, of the we things- were running cables through a window yeah. so that we can stay socially distant. Oh, and it was thing. I was still very... wearing a mask outside because it was the fires that were going on in California. Too. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yes. Right. Yeah. It was and fire season. It was fire season. And the, the, the smoke was in the air was just horrible. And Wayne is out there in a mask uh, running the board. And one of the things that we came up with was, of course, what we're known for now is pop quickies. This thing was called quick questions. This was a last minute add on to right, that uh, morning. I believe. Yeah. Like yeah. we need a filler. Yes. Hey, maybe we'll do something called quick questions. And, uh, this is the very first iteration of pop quickies. And this kind of set the tone for what would become pop quickies and just listen to it. You'll hear how bad it is. I'm, I'm embarrassed by playing it, but you know, it is such an iconic moment, I think, for all three of us that we wanted to make sure to include this in here. I believe this is our first ever question, right? It was our very first question ever. And boy, uh, I wish I could take it back. So without further ado, I present to you the very first iteration of what is now known as Pop Quickies. Enjoy. The quick questions. All right. Brian, do you want to go first or do you want yeah. me to? What unpopular opinion about a superhero will you always defend? Oh, my God. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> I wish I knew this. Uh, um, 
Jar Jar Binks. I don't know. <laughs> Explain. I feel like there needs to be an explanation. He's not a comic book hero, is he? No. I know. <laughs> is he a hero at all? Uh, no, he's a, he's a dumbass. <laughs> Please I don't know. defend him. <laughs> He was misunderstood. He was Clearly. a misunderstood person. Misunderstood Gungan. All he was trying to do was just keep the peace. Right. But everybody else wanted to drag him into shit. He was exiled. Yes, he was exiled. Kicked out of the pond. Exactly. You know, <laughs> that poor, poor Jar Jar Binks. Wow. wow. We sound awful. <laughs> <laughs> right? We sound awful. How bad is that? I'm like listening to it. I'm cringing the entire Tony. time. Do you still defend Jar Jar Binks? No, I don't defend Jar Jar Binks. That was a, it was a mistake. Um, I am not proud of that. It's not my proudest moment, but uh, it's kind well, of bittersweet at the same time. It made the low light real. Yes, it did make the low light real because it was the first question uh, that was answered in the pop quickies kind of format. But you see, see, we called it quick questions at the time and we we're like, oh, that's just a lame. Let's think right? of something else. Who would have thought that something so last minute would turn into such a big part of our show. You're exactly right. I I, I don't think that we even had uh, uh, the foresight in that. It was just something that was added at the last minute, and uh, it kind of grew legs and and did its own thing. And uh, now we have pop quickies because of it. So right. I actually remember the feeling of apprehension when you guys asked me between episode one and two, say, "Hey Wayne, you should drive this." I went, "Are you sure?" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, hey, what a good call. Yeah, it, <laughs> it was a great call. It was a great call. It was, yes. Yeah. Very few times do our in instincts really pan out, and that it, was one of them. <laughs> it really was. On to the next one. This one uh, was very special to us, and it's just going to be a soundbite that I'm going to play, but this episode uh, could not have happened uh, without one of our biggest fans, and uh, that fan's name is Oren Bell. Oren Bell has been a supporter of our, of our show since the very beginning, and he was nice enough to get us into contact with his brother. His brother being the actor Kobe Bell, who's currently on Walker on the CW, and also has been on The Game, um, and also, what were we Burn talking notice about? Burn Notice the and The Gifted. He was our first celebrity guest. It was just a magical moment. We That's when we found out that Wayne was known as the world famous Wayne. Yes. Uh, yeah. Even though Wayne didn't even know that uh, Wayne was like, well, this is news to me. The world knows it now. Yeah. The world knows it now. But anyway, uh, this was just a special uh, aspect of our show. He was nice enough to uh, record a bumper for us that we have rarely used. And I think we need to use it more often, but this is our Kobe Bell soundbite. I think it is personally my, one of my highlights of this season. Hey, this is Kobe Bell, and I played Pop Cookies with the con men on the Knowledge of Nothing podcast. What do it you guys think about that? I know, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, what do you guys just, think about oh, that? Man. Any, uh... That was such a surprise. And that was such it was a great actually call, a surprise man. how easy the conversation was with him. Oh, yeah. Do you remember how stressed out we were, guys? I mean, on the, uh, I could not sleep the night before. It you was were stressed? Just... I felt fine. Oh, what! <laughs> Both of you guys were all wound up, man. Yes, both and Wayne had to keep us kind of yeah. uh, controlled. We were both in our minds, and oh God, I don't want to ever. I mean, that day was great because it, Kobe just made it so easy for us. He did. You know, it's it's our job as hosts to try to make our guests feel comfortable, but he made us feel comfortable yes. in our own show. He must have knew that we were newbies with this because right. he was just uh, so gracious, so nice. And it's just the perfect 
first celebrity guest on the show, but uh, yeah, that is I definitely look forward, if we ever get to talk to him again. I really, I would really look forward to that. Who knows, right? Who knows. All right. Knows? Do, we, do we have another clip? Yes, we do. Uh, this one I actually uh, I picked. Well, I think Wayne picked it out, but this was my first shot at editing something and putting it into the show. So I love it. Uh, I've played this numerous times, but let me just take you back in time. Brian uh, had a certain issue what, with epiphany? a certain bounty hunter. Brian, what was that? I flat out called Boba Fett a chump, and I still stand by it. So no, but this was before, uh, this was, you were saying he was a chump and, uh, then later on in the season of the Mandalorian, he then, he finally did something cool, which is, I, which is what I think all Star Wars fans were waiting for, for 40 years, but finally, finally, finally did something cool, but We'll see how well his uh, series. You know, I, I kind of have a little bit of reservations about it, about the, the you know the what, Book of Brian. Boba. If I can have an open mind, I I'm if I can have mind. an open mind about Zack Snyder's, mind, but uh, I don't forget cut the past of either. JLA. Then you know what, you need to have an open mind about Boba. And you know what, this he's wrong on this clip. I'm well, just going to play on, that for you. On. Let's let's just point out the obvious. I was not surprised about the clip. I was surprised about your editing skills. When you <laughs> That is this, highly debatable. It's there they're not this, skills. This was a surprise to me on the moment. So when I heard it, this was like you guys hearing it for the first time. This, you know, Tony had put this together unbeknownst to me and when he played it during the show, this that was also the first time I had heard it. So I was more surprised that Tony showed a little bit of editing skill oh, rather than what yeah. I said. An initiative? Said. Is that what you were going to say? Jeez. <laughs> Wayne, what did you think about that? Were you like, oh, wow, Tony's now stepping up his game, and I never did anything probably relief. since. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hear the clip. Amateur, here's the clip without further ado. Everybody thought that Boba Fett was this badass in the galaxy, but I'm not so convinced anymore. I think he was kind of a chump. I love that clip so much. I think I want to hear it one more time. Everybody thought that Boba Fett was this badass in the galaxy, but I'm not so convinced anymore. I think he was kind of a chump. Anyway, that I just feel like that needs to be on a con men t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he's kind of a chump. Right. I just love that. Anyway, but uh, that was, uh, th yes, I loved that clip. Um, and I'm going to keep that. It's near and dear to my heart because it was the first thing that I edited by myself. Wow. Yeah, good job, Fancy Tony. stuff, okay? Well done, well And, done. Uh, yes. <laughs> so, uh, this one is kind of started what we now do on our Instagram. It was our, our poll question, and we opened it up with a monster. We didn't even realize how much this would kind of be, a, again, a part of our show. Part of this whole segment is to show the evolution of what we've done and uh, how we've evolved. And we couldn't have done it without this question uh, in Pop Quickies. And it then led to our weekly polls that we have out on our social medias. So if you're not following our social medias, please, Facebook, The Knowledge of Nothing, Instagram, The Knowledge of Nothing, and on Twitter, at ConMen1. Without further ado, here is the question that started it all. We interrupt this regularly scheduled concast to bring you breaking news. 
But first, before we get into anything, I have some very important news. There was a poll that went up this week, and it was about ketchup versus mustard. We posted oh my it on goodness. Facebook. We posted it on Instagram. Brian, do you know where I'm going to be going with this? <sighs> Unfortunately, yes. Yes. You want to know something, folks? Mustard wins by a landslide. A, a landslide? three to one, a three to one margin, my friend. I'm looking at the stats right now. Hashtag Team Tony all the way. Mustard rules the school. What do you have to say about that, Brian? Well, I've got a lot to say about that. One, I think the polling was a little confusing to some people. Maybe uh, no, some people didn't mustard. know how to do it. <laughs> Maybe some absentee ballots haven't come in yet. I'm waiting for the electoral votes to come through. And of course, I'm going to contest it all. <laughs> and, uh, wow. Wow. My, okay. Come on, Catch Up Nation. You don't let me down. Please. We cannot let Team Mustard win this one. I know Ketchup is the better condiment, but... Obviously, Tony, catch-up people have other things to do rather than play with a silly poll question. They're too busy oh. using the condiment on their food to... Uh, Brian, where, what did your wife vote for? Oh, let's, my let's goodness. Just, let's kind of bring it a little bit more personal. What did your wife vote for? Breaks my heart. She is team mustard all oh. the way. Oh. And man, what a kick to the gut. <laughs> wow. So some things never change. Uh, yeah, I won that poll, and that cons that started my win streak up until two weeks ago when Brian took that mantle briefly, had a who, little streak going for two weeks. Who and then, would have thought that that would have led to the food fight that we continue to have throughout season one? And yes. just, you know, Wayne is a genius when he comes up with these questions, because Tony and I do not know the questions uh, prior to him asking us. And we then, have no clue. And then, you know, Wayne has just found that we have very polarizing opinions on food topics. And <laughs> that has led into much of our debates. <laughs> yeah, it really has. Well, food, toilet paper, toothpaste. What else? <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Right, wow. So food and bathroom habits. Got it. <laughs> yes. And uh, yeah, but uh, that that again was uh, um, that kind of started it all. Uh, and this clip that we're going to play now, uh, we all think of this as, as, as another highlight. This actually is what started the knowledge drop, believe it or not. It was a mention on another show uh, by our friends over at the Uprooted podcast. And by the way, we're making the announcement here. We are going to be guests on the Uprooted podcast while we are taking a break from uh, season one to season two. So please look forward to that. Uh, again, we're going to be on the Uprooted podcast that is run by our friends uh, John Joints and his wife, Christine. It's a great show. And they gave us a shout out on their podcast. And this actually led us to our knowledge drops that we have on a consistent basis. And it all started with this clip right here. It has that weird rock dude. And yeah, I don't think so. You're probably thinking of like Wanda and who's Wanda. Um, the one Sykes? that, <laughs> no, not her. <laughs> she is tremendous. Actress, she is very but tremendous. not her. No. <laughs> Wanda Sykes. It's only Wanda. I know her a fish. Uh, I don't know. No, there's like a whole show, WandaVision. It's about Wanda and Vision. I don't know. 
I, I don't know. Wanda? I, I'm not. Yes. I, maybe that's not her you name. You mean Scarlet Witch? Sure. Yes. Her. <laughs> I think her real name's Wanda. Her name's w- Wanda. I don't know. Right? I don't know. What a crappy name for a Scarlet Witch. I know. The only be like, Wanda I've ever known is Sykes. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe her name's not Wanda. <laughs> or the fish. The fish called Wanda. The dorks that listen to this right now are really like. Your friends that do the comic me. thing are probably like shaking their heads at you and cringing, are ripping yeah. up your friendship card. We should have them on to help us through this process. We should. Yes, that actually inspired us to kind of do the knowledge drop. We first started out with explaining who Wanda was. Based on that. To be fair, when we heard that, we were shaking our heads no. Yeah, we, we were. were. Yes. And, <laughs> yeah. and we did rip up the friendship card. <laughs> <laughs> and we actually, yeah, we had to correct them as well, which led to a segment on their, their podcast. They called us dorks, but we corrected them. We are geeks. It was all done and fun. I mean, yes. I am so happy uh, that we have such a good relationship with that podcast. It is a great, great show. Please give it a listen. It is the Uprooted Podcast done by JJ and his wife, Christine. The other thing that has kind of really surprised me, and I'm saving, of course, the best for last, is just the things that have kind of happened creatively between uh, all three of us. And most surprisingly enough... Brian has brought so much creativity and so much uh, just uh, enthusiasm for our show. He he unlocked some skills we had no idea. I don't even think he knew he had these skills before no we started clue. this. <laughs> right? So it, I, it, I mean, I'm just as surprised as everybody else. I mean, I'm I'm nothing without you guys. I mean, everybody brings so much to the show. And it's just, we all, I know Tony's being very, very nice, but um, this whole show is a collaborative effort between the three of us. And it is nothing without all three of us. I mean, we're all so talented and we bring so much to it. Brian, this is your spotlight. Tony. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. This, I don't want you know, the spotlight. <laughs> you know, he's going to have to have it because we had no idea we were just flirting with some ideas on what we wanted to do for our holiday special, which by the way, I think is our number one downloaded episode of all time. So I have to think that Brian played a huge part in that success because of these two items, one of which we used on our Instagram briefly because we were worried about some things, but uh, Brian is a poet and he didn't even know it. And he also is a lyricist. Believe it or not, we've, uh, he's come up with some really creative things. And I want to celebrate Brian, who is, for all intents and purposes, the heart of this show. Thank you for bringing me along on this journey or, or vice versa, however you want to look at it. But I just want to highlight these because Brian surprised both Wayne and I with his creativity when it came to these two jingles that we're about to play for you now. One of them is going to be a poem. The next is going to be a song. So please, without further ado, enjoy Brian and his creative moments. Tis a holiday special for all of you to hear. Your comment are back to bring you some cheer. So tune in each week for the fun to last. Be sure to subscribe to the Knowledge and Nothing podcast. And then here is the, the epic, Brian in action. Oh, your comments are so delightful, and the content is somewhat insightful. It's based upon knowledge to know. There you go, there you go, there you go. The laughter sure won't be stopping. 
and Wayne's brought some quickies for popping. So set your expectations low. There you go, there you go, there you go. When it finally hits Sunday night, a new episode will arrive. But be sure to subscribe. That's right. And listen each week while you drive. Wayne's patience is slowly dying over Tony's extended goodbying. But as long as you listen so, there you go, there you go, there you go. And oh there you my go. goodness, there you go. Oh my gosh, cringeworthy. But, no, I love but, it. It brings a smile a lot, to my a lot face. Of fun. <laughs> yes. And uh, again, you know, when we talk about Brian being the heart of the show, this is, uh, this is what he brings to the table. And uh, I couldn't have been, uh, I couldn't have asked for, for two better partners in this endeavor. Uh, I love you guys. And uh, thank you for just making season one such a, a, an awesome success. I'm so glad we got to do this together. I love every aspect of the show and working with you guys is just such a huge part of it. And my only regret is that we didn't start this sooner. <laughs> and it's just I, it's something I look forward to every, every week. Tony and I on air might seem like we're at each other's throats, but uh, we are really good friends. And, and I think that's what makes this so special. And I'm so thankful that through the show, I have got to know Wayne it's just, it doesn't even feel like work. You know, not that I ever want to think about this, but if this show was not around, there would certainly be a huge hole, you know, in, in my life that this uh, show clearly fills. Yes. So, Wayne, any parting thoughts? I mean, before we go, kind of go on to Pop Quickies, any any final words, any lowlights, any highlights, anything that you want to just say in general? Well, to say that those were great moments, but man, I have a blooper reel that I'm saving for a rainy day. Oh, you should have brought that bad boy out. No, nope, no, no, that's, nope. that's, that's keep that locked yes. away. Oh, that's some, that's going to be for something special. Don't worry. Oh, oh I goodness. can't wait. I, I am afraid uh, of that. <laughs> yes, then you will really see how much work that Wayne p- puts into this thing. But uh, Wayne, you don't have any parting words about any of the highlights or lowlights. I know that uh, you're trying to keep us on uh, track, but uh, you know now's the time to kind of talk about and reflect before we move on to our uh, pop quickies. You know, I'm going to kind of expand on what Brian mentioned about wishing this happened sooner. I honestly believe it happened at the right time uh, for all of us. I, think I agree. Based on what was going on in our lives at the time, what was going on around with the world, I don't think it would have worked otherwise. And I'm very grateful for that. And through the challenge of was that 2020 was for all of us, this gave us something to look forward to and gave us a little bit of uh, joy in our crazy world that we were in. And talk about the inane things and not necessarily what real life is, but just stuff that like, hey, you know what? You can still laugh at things. This was the distraction I think we all needed. I agree. I extremely enjoyed that. And I'm very grateful to be part of that. All right. Well. Well, shall we do one last pop quickies for season one? Yeah, I just say not one last. I mean, this is just going to be, we're going to take a break, right? But it is our last. For season one. For season one. Yes, for season one. Yes, we are going on to Pop Quickies right after a word from our sponsors. This episode is powered by Poddex. 
Pod decks are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Conmen, K-O-N-M-E-N. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com, take your podcast to the next level. Part six. It's time for Pop, Pop, Pop Quickies. Welcome back, gentlemen, to the last Pop Quickies of season one. Woo! Let's do this. Yeah, what a season it's been. All right, all right. I got a list here, so let's get going. All right. Well, of course, we got to start with food, right? Oh, our favorite. Now, we've talked last week about... Uh, was it dry rub, I believe, versus sauce, I think? Was it last week or week yeah. two? Uh, anyways, we yeah, talked before they, about that. they all kind of uh, uh, flow into one. But going back to barbecue, what is your favorite thing to barbecue as a protein? And what's your favorite veggie to barbecue? Oh, I, this is such an easy answer for me. Yo, I, I'm going to say barbecue beef ribs. I am a beef rib guy. I know a lot of guy, a lot of people like short ribs, those those pork ribs. But me, I like the beefy, meaty, giant ribs. As far as protein goes, and as far as my veggie goes, um, I'm a fan of uh, grilled asparagus. You know, just get that grill nice and hot. Some olive oil, salt and pepper. Get those nice char marks on there. It doesn't have to be on there very long. I still like a little bit of crunch to it, but you definitely want it to taste the char. So. Those are mine. Tony, what do you got? Oh, boy, this is a hard one. I would have to say that I actually, um, oh, my goodness, where am I going to go with this? I, I To me, there's nothing better than a steak that has been put on a grill. If you have a wood-fired, uh, or, or like a, a pellet stove or something of that nature, and you put it on a, a grill, I don't know. It's just, there's something that's very magical about it. You put it on there, the steak, uh, maybe it's a T-bone. It just is so delicious, a ribeye. And it just imparts so much on there. Uh, you get those grill marks that make it look beautiful. Just love steak as, as my favorite thing to grill. Uh, when it comes to vegetables, I have to actually agree with you. Uh, asparagus is is awesome. Again, with the charring, it just put some lemon on there. Uh, it's oh, fantastic. I'm getting hungry now just thinking about it. Me too. Uh, I just, I, I want to eat some mashed potatoes too. Uh, <laughs> so I'm just, now I'm starving and uh, that's- let, let me throw out a, just a quick honorable mention. Um, and that's salmon. I just loved grilled salmon. Just some lemon over it, a little bit of oil, salt and pepper, and maybe some Old Bay's and just let it sit on there slow and low. Just let it let it cook for a little bit. I yeah, just, but you you got to be careful. It, you got to be careful. You got to get that, that cedar that, plank, you know, going. And uh, but it, it it's just the smokiness from the grill just adds a texture to it. I just I really I I enjoy grilled salmon. Fair enough. All right, next question. When it comes to listening to music or podcasts, do you guys prefer headphones over ears or earbuds? Uh, I over ears. 
Uh, I the, the earbuds they just get in my ears and you know I and I've got huge ears. If you haven't <laughs> met, met me before, I have humongous ears. And not only that, but my ear canals are just so damn. I think you could put like a quarter in there and it would fit. It, they're just astronomically big. And when I put those buds in, I feel like they're they're not secure enough. They're going to come out at any given time. So uh, with with the headphones, I could just put them over my head over my big ass ears and I'm good to go. So listening to my music, listening to my podcast, the only issue I have is that with any kind of headphones, I need to make sure that the volume is not cranked all the way up. As I get older, my hearing is getting worse. So I want to make sure that I do it in moderation, but yes, over the headphones all the way because of my big ass gigantic ear canals. TMI. TMI, no, probably, I, right? I feel you. I, I get it. And uh, I'm I'm with you. Over the years, you know, I looking at me, you would never guess this, but um, when I work out, those earbuds. What? Those earbuds. You work they, out? They just you mean at the grill? <laughs> <laughs> right. From walking from the restroom to the couch. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, but believe it or not, you know, I do like to go running you know, or rollerblading or doing something active, but I like to listen to primarily podcasts and the Knowledge of Nothing podcast. But those earbuds just don't seem to fit securely in my ear. I must have Tony's problem where I have huge ear canals or whatever. Just my ear does not grip earbuds um, very well. So I like the over-the-ear stuff. It just feels more secure to me. And I totally get it, Tony. In my older wiser age i think it's just from work and having a radio in my ear for most of my professional life i feel like i'm losing some of my hearing a little bit so i'm the opposite way i crank that up you know and i'm probably doing more damage than than not i just whenever i'm listening to our show or another show that i find entertaining i like to really hear the nuances of that show and hear everybody's voice clearer and I crank it up probably more louder than I should, but I become immersed in in the whole audio experience. And I'm sure I'll pay for it in the future. And uh, I hope technology has come up with repairing my ears. But uh, but I'm with you over the ear is loud to where it sounds clear to me. All right, guys, moving on to our next question. Do you guys prefer a couch or a recliner? couch i don't know there's just not much to it you know like couch i either you know you can have multiple people sit on it if if we're entertaining something my wife and i like to do and something that if i'm just relaxing i like to kind of lay on the couch and watch tv or a sports game or something like that but that's generally how i relax you know just kind of kick your feet up on one of the arms you know you got your your throw pillows under your head and you're just kind of uh just relaxing boy um if anybody knows anything about me, I am uh, somebody that goes through couches on a regular basis. Wayne, uh, I think you've been with me now through, I think, four or five couch iterations. How do you go through Something couches? Like that, yeah. I do. <laughs> I do. I, it's, it's, it's insane. It's ridiculous. I have been through so many couches. Uh, couches are my thing. I love them. 
Uh, I fall in love with them, but they're either too big or there's something not quite right about them. And then uh, Sarah and I will get bored of them and we move on to something else. Couches, I love them. They're great. Uh, Recliners is cool, but I don't know. I like to snuggle up with Sarah and and the girls on a couch and maybe an ottoman to kick my feet up on and just do that. And it kind of solves that issue. And again, I do have an unhealthy, uh, um, I guess, obsession with with couches. Uh, I do have plenty of couches all over the United States. I'm sure they're all over the place. But yes, it takes me about two years. And then I've got a new couch in our uh, living room. And Wayne can attest to that. Wait, I have a question though. Is it just yes. like, are they like worn out, worn out? Or is it that you're no. just tired of them? Wayne, you, you could speak to this. You have a, you have a little bit more knowledge than I do. Uh, I mean, well, you, to be you fair, can explain one a little time bit more. You got a different couch because you moved. So that was fair. Yes. But so, cause it wouldn't fit, but the rest of them, you were like, uh, either a different color, you want to change up the color scheme or you want it more space where you could kind of lay back and lounge on or a combination of both or who knows. You'd be like, oh no, no I just got tired of this. I want something different materials. Or wow. Like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, yes. Like uh, I'm totally yeah. with you. Cause I also like to, you know, sit on the couch with, with Melda or the kids, you know, you just kind of, kind of close, you know, watching a favorite show, but then we do entertaining also. So you want multiple, you want to maximize your seating. And yep. a recliner is only, you know, traditionally only one person can sit on that in that at a time. So, so wow, yeah, it's more social. Yeah, yeah. it's more social yeah, it's to more have social. a couch. And uh, yes, my couches have been uh, huge. They've ranged in sizes and colors. But yes, I do every about two years. Wow, I get uh, sick of them. Span. I know. I know. It's it's ridiculous. You know, my kids could probably you, even you talk to you about You've mentioned several times more. on the show in the past that you have no ass. So I'm thinking, how can we go through a couch that fast? <laughs> I just get bored of them or they're just, they just don't fit my, my need at the time. Okay. And I just get rid of them and I buy another one. I, right. It's ridiculous. You change your couch like you change your shoes. Got it. Yes. <laughs> much. Wow. That's a pretty good way to put it. All right. Next question. Do you prefer your media, whether it be film, TV, et cetera, to be in color or in black and white? Uh, you know, I, I understand the whole, it's, it's a mood setter for me, but nine times out of 10, I'm going to say color. I like color. I, I know Zack Snyder, I don't know the term, but you know how we shot 300. It was in that kind of weird color filter, a movie that comes to mind also is Sin City that, you know, has like splashes of color. It's, it's a storytelling device. But if I had to pick one, I'm gonna, I'm a color guy. I really like color. Oh, black and white. Uh, I wish black and white would be used more. Uh, I do think that it has its, its uh, value. I think that more folks, uh, by the way, Mank on Netflix, if you haven't had a chance to see that, it's a, a film that is up for uh, Best Picture. Shot in black and white, David Fincher. Love, love, love that film. But overall, color, I, I just, I love color. I, I love seeing how it plays out, how it's represented, how it can be used as um, a device for recalling things or setting motions in effect. It's just a, a powerful tool uh, that folks use to kind of evoke emotion, it evokes scope. Color is just our brains are kind of wired to that and we respond to it in different ways. And when you can use that uh, as a filmmaker to drive home a point with color, uh, I'm all for it. Uh, black and white, though, just there's something to be said about having a, a good story that is in black and white, like Raging Bull. 
I, I could not picture that being anything other than in black and white. Mad Max Fury Road, there is a black and white version of that. Absolutely stunning. But when you see it in color, the color is just so damn amazing in that film that uh, it's like, why would you even go there? But uh, I don't know. It, it, it has its, its place, but uh, overall color. You know, let's not forget about the Ninja Turtle Last Ronin issue number two uh, comic book. You know, they also yes. went back to um past scene where that whole segment of that was um was in black and white, which added and I feel like enhanced the storytelling. Yeah. So when it's done, it's done uh, effectively. It, it's great. But overall, I have to choose color. All right. All right. Shifting gears, guys. If you had to choose one. For the rest of your life, salt or pepper? Oh no, you didn't! Oh, oh. gosh, <laughs> I am such a oh. pepper guy, but I know salt just enhances flavor everywhere. This is such a hard decision. Oh my god, that's like impossible. Um, I love pepper so much. Uh, I have to go with salt. I just have to go with salt. I mean, I, I think I do too. I can maybe find, I can find some other things, but with salt, if it's missing, it is missing and you can tell it's missing with the pepper. I can kind of maybe get away from that. Maybe find a substitute for it. Uh, but salt is just to me, uh, it needs to, when I need it, I need it and nothing else is going to, uh, kind of help with that. And just as a flavor booster, salt, oh my gosh, it's it's just so integral. You need it, I think, more than the pepper. But gosh, they're so, they the combo is just so great. Uh, I can't imagine one without the other. But if I had to pick and I had to choose, salt is where I have to go. I Oh man, I hate saying that. I know. But yes, salt. I'm with you, Tony. Eo, if... If pepper is my left arm, salt is my right. You know, and yes. uh, and it's like which which part of your body do you want to cut off? Well, I'm right-handed, so I guess the left <laughs> arm's got to go. You know, and uh, but nice. they're such a complement to each other, and it's such a difficult decision. But I feel like salt is a flavor enhancer to every dish. Where pepper. Not every dish, but maybe 90% of them. But, oh, my gosh, we we use salt in almost – I can't imagine a dish I don't use salt in. And whether or not – not like you're putting it on your your meal directly, but, you know, you're cooking with it. You're boiling water with it. You're doing everything to it. Salt is it. Salt is the right hand to me where pepper would be my left hand. You know, it's such a hard decision, though. Like, you never want to cut off. Yeah, that is a hard question. What about you, Wayne? I, I'm curious to know where you would fall on this. Um, I, I would struggle as well, just like you guys, but I would defer to salt because it is an enhancer for all different things, whether it be not just savory items, but also sweet right. items. Right. And if you want to go from a just from a biological thing, you need salt in your system to a certain degree. So, I mean, yeah. from a, if I had to choose one, obviously it would be salt from that standpoint, but that's not an easy choice either. That's not no. an easy choice. That's a difficult Oh my gosh, question. that was a great question. All right, all right. So next question is this, if you're feeling tired, you know, it's been a long day or maybe halfway through the day, you're really just worn out. Do you power through the day or do you take a nap? I I have to power through my day. I can't, um, as much as I would love to take a nap, I honestly know that if I do, I'm robbing myself of sleep in the nighttime and I'm either going to toss and turn or do something of that nature. 
I can't really go to sleep right then and there. Uh, so I have to just power through, power through, power through. And at the end of my day, I'll collapse in the bed and that's where I'm supposed to sleep. Naps, they, they, they sound great in theory, but I understand the cost I'm going to pay for it later at night. So naps are a no go for me. It's uh, it's all or nothing. So either I'm sleeping or I'm not. And uh, that's just how I roll. This is a hard question for me because I have Of course such, it is for you. No, because, of course it's going to be a hard question for because you. Because I have such a weird sleep pattern uh, because oh, of because yeah, of work. Oh yeah, that's right. So yeah, um, yeah. I I work uh, all night long up until the the early morning hours. So my sleep schedule is it's not normal. And I definitely understand the health aspects that a nap would give you. Um, I get it. If you get a chance to take a nap, do it. Uh, I am a fan of naps, but I am often not in the position where I'm able to to take a nap. So I push through it and I'm probably ripping up my insides with the amount of coffee that I drink. <laughs> and uh, I, I need something like that to kind of get me through that, especially when uh, you're, you're hitting a, a pretty heavy wall, but just do not have the opportunity to, to rest or recharge. So um, I often, more often than I want, uh, power through it. So I get it. You know, there's just not an opportunity to, to, to take that power nap that you may need. But if I had that opportunity, I would certainly take it. Um, I wish I had the time to take naps. I would certainly make that a, a part of a, a routine if I could, but that's just not possible for me at the moment. And uh, so I often power through. All right. So got two more questions for you guys. So next one, what do you think is more important? A company logo or a company slogan? I think it all depends on the message behind either one. Uh, you know, I think, I honestly, I think a logo is more important because that is something that brands you. Uh, you see slogans come and go, but you always see the logo staying put. So it's iconic. It is what sets the brand apart. Slogans can kind of come and go. I, I mean, listen to McDonald's over the years. You've always seen the golden arches, but then you've also said, uh, what, what is, what are some of the slogans they've had? Uh, good. Oh no, wait, that's uh Campbell's, but what was the, uh, the, you know, McDonald's had a bunch What's of Nike's slogans that just do it. Yeah. Just, just do, do it. it. Yeah. Yeah. But that one's pretty iconic. And I think they still continue to use that. Uh, but to me, what do you think of first when you hear of Nike? I think of the, I think swoosh. Of the swoosh. Yeah, not not the yeah, logo. So to me, it's the lo the logo is what immediately comes into to my mind. Slogans come and go. Logos are uh, there forever. They're iconic. They are source. Yeah, they're a source of identity. So I think logos are more important than slogans are. Yeah, you know, I think I agree with Tony as far as the the realm of importance. I think the the logo would be it. Maybe I, I'm just a visual learner <laughs> and uh, I'm a very visual person. So when you mention something like McDonald's to Tony's uh, example, you know, I think of the the golden arches. If it's the con man, I think of our logo, the, the mind, the, the heart and the soul, you know, Superman, you don't think, oh, hope, you know, no, you think of that big S on his chest or Batman. Oh, justice. No, you think of the bat symbol on his chest. You know, so I think it's the logo. Fair enough. Last question. You don't guys. think of do 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 do. Just loving it. Yeah, it's anyway. like more of an afterthought, honestly. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. Nope. No. Nope. So this is it, huh? This is the last. Last one. 
And of course, oh, I'm going to make God, it I'm... food related. <laughs> you know, so I would oh. expect nothing less. <laughs> so excluding guacamole, excluding guacamole, what is the best dip? Oh my God. What, I mean, this is so hard. <laughs> um, queso. There is nothing better than a queso dip. If it is done right and done properly, it takes you to so many levels. I love cheese. And what could be wrong with melted cheese with like salsa or whatever you're going to put in there? Uh, to me, queso is just, it is a godsend. It is something that I love. I wish that more people would eat it. Uh, I know in Texas, it's kind of a big thing. In California, really not. But I will say, stay away from Chipotle queso. It is so horrible. Do not let that be your first impression of what queso is. Uh, if I'm going to pick a queso, though, it's going to be representative right here. Uh, Torchy's, Torchy's Tacos has the best queso I have ever had in my life. So if you happen to live in Texas or uh, Colorado where there's Torchy's, please Eat their queso. It is so good. Queso is just, uh, you can do anything to it. You can add uh, chorizo to it. You could add uh, guacamole to it, believe it or not. You could add uh, salsa. You could add beans. You could add whatever you want. But just that cheesy queso goodness to dip a chip in, uh, it just, you cannot beat it any way, anyhow. Brian, what Gosh, are you going to you know, say? I, I'm debating. I can't decide if this is considered a, a dip or is it a topping? You know, so I think maybe I'll just ask you guys, you know, if if you would consider it a dip. Oh, God, here we go. Is What about pico de gallo? Is that a dip? No. no. Uh, it's more of a salsa. Okay, because my not first be thought was, was pico. And uh, so and then I stopped. I'm like, oh, is that really a dip? So if it's not considered a dip, then... Um, I, I think it's just like a sour cream and onions type of type of. Oh, Brian. <laughs> you disappoint queso, me, man. Queso, you yes, queso is, a is, is a you have to look at queso as this is a you're cheese right, spread. but it is it is a canvas. <laughs> it definitely it is, is a, a canvas. Oh, dude, how, how plain? How plain? Oh, no, French onion not dip. French onion. I said sour cream and onion. <laughs> Well, sour but, cream. Yeah, you know, like oh, I was thinking like a barbecue oh, sauce or a ketchup. But then, you know, like my my initial thought was a was a pico what? de gallo. You know, like I like, you know, loading up a chip. So then I salsa. Do like salsa, yeah. But but salsa's not on the list. Not on the list. So, you know, like I wanted some kind of kick like a jalapeno, you know, salsa. You know, you can you do know that what? with I, a queso. I, I, here it is. I'm thinking that my wife makes this awesome. Well, see, it has avocado in it. What if avocado is not the main ingredient? Yeah, can't. No, 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 she no. She makes no. this, no, this no. Dip. Uh, jalapeno aioli that is just really, really good. Um, but that's not a dip. That's an aioli. I think that's something that you would put on a sandwich. Hung up on the the. No, we're <laughs> the not getting hung up. A dip. It's pretty easy. I think it's pretty easy. What would you take a chip and dip I'm it a into? Fry guy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, oh, good comeback uh, there. Um, yes. Gosh, I don't know. Then you know, like this is this is hard for me because 
you know, like a dip versus, you know, like hummus. Um, there's artichoke dip. There's French onion. So I said the um, French bean onion. dip. There's a seven layer. So dip. seven layer. One of those layers yeah, is avocado because I merely thought of seven. Okay, six okay. layer dip. <laughs> six layer there dip. Yeah, six, six layer, layer dip. dip would be would that be it? We're excluding the avocado which is not how my wife makes it she makes an amazing seven layer and uh, that guacamole is one of those layers so it would be the the sixth layer then bean dip because it is awesome you comes out in a casserole dish you know like and you have to scoop it onto your plate and yeah you can put it on all sorts of things but yeah traditionally we have it with uh with the tortilla chips Oh, that is, a, that is, a, you just saved yourself, Brian. You, you just redeemed yourself. I was getting hung up by going on, with the on seven. like not having avocado in it. I wanted the aioli. I wanted the pico. That Those are the, my initial thoughts. So now I'm trying to think of. Okay. And you can put yeah. all of that into, you can put all and of that do. into a bean dip. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah. Six yeah, layers. I was trying to hold true. But man, if you were going to go with the sour cream, if you were going to, I was, I was just going to, like, you, dude. That it's was a no-brainer. That's pick. the last like, on the. That was. I was struggling. Oh. Like I had picked something. I guess I can go with that. But I was struggling to for the true essence of the question, which was dip and not having avocado or guacamole in it. You know, like which is my family loves av- avocado and guacamole. We talked about that before. That was hard for me. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, you just you cut off my left arm again. <laughs> I was like, what do I pick? <laughs> Yo, so I was struggling. I was like, oh, you redeemed yourself, <laughs> man. You were getting trapped was, by that sour cream getting, answer, and that is stuck. the wrong answer. <laughs> oh, thank God. Well done, guys. Well done. Wow. And that concludes, uh, wow, the pop quickies for season one. It does. How are we feeling about that, guys? You know, that was actually kind of con- tame, right? Yeah, well, yeah, it was very tame considering of all the previous oh. top pop quickies that we had. So, I know. I was expecting a little bit Man. more heat on that one. Yeah, I did too. Well, Brian, knew he, he would have gotten more heat <laughs> if he stayed with the sour cream route. I would have just uh, hammered him home and, uh, you know, beat him into right. submission is how I usually like to do things. But anyhow. Well, Tony. Uh, you know. Yes. Close out the season for us. All right. We can't thank you enough for, for being a part of this and uh, allowing us to be a part of your life gotten some really good feedback over the past season about how much people enjoy the show and what we bring to their lives. And uh, that makes us so happy on, on all levels. And in closing, I really want to dedicate this season to uh, somebody that is very special to me. Uh, she unfortunately passed away this week. Uh, it was not uh, unexpected, but uh, it still hurt. And um, her name is Zoe. And she uh, just meant so much to me. She means a lot to Wayne as well. We've known her. I've known her for uh, a few years. And this child is somebody that has shown me so much about what being a good person is all about. It's being patient, being kind. I know I'm, I'm neither of those right now, but I'm working very hard on them. All thanks to Zoe. And... I love you. I will miss you, but just know that you will always be a part of me. And uh, thank you for allowing me to get to know you. Thank you for showing me how to be a better person. Zoe, this whole season is dedicated to you. And maybe someday I'll get to see you again. Brian, anything that you want to add? I didn't know Zoe 
personally, but I know her through you and Wayne and how much she touched your lives and Tony and how much she's made you a better person, you know, but, um, she truly sounds like a remarkable person. I wish I did know her personally, but I feel like I know her through you guys. So I fully support on dedicating this season to her. And let me just touch upon, it has been an honor to be part of this show for season one. I am looking forward to season two. We are so honored and blessed to, to be part of your life for that week. Most of all, we want to be that escape. And thank you again for, for being such an important part of the show. So guys, do we even know when we're going to start up season two? I mean, I, I know we're getting ready to close it out, but uh, I don't know. Not yet. Stay, right, stay well, tuned, as I said. But it won't be long. Stay tuned. It will but not you be will long. Have, you know, uh, yeah, but you, you will have uh, knowledge drops. Uh, so you can look forward to that. And uh, finally, uh, I want to leave uh, this season in the person I think that is the brains of this outfit. And uh, I want to hear what he has to say. So, Wayne, anything that you would like to say? I'd like to say that you guys... Disappointed me and pop quickies this time. I, I was expecting more from you guys. <laughs> I was waiting for some more fire, and then I just got. Oh, right? we're so much on the line, and we're so happy. Oh, oh I, you know, Tony, I agree with well, you. Well, maybe you should think of some you. better questions, then, Wayne. No, the, maybe you should think of some better questions. Oh, I was so disappointed, oh, in you guys. Sorry, Wayne. <laughs> you know, I know. Not, we have. We have. Not, I'm disappointed this is not the first too. Time we've heard uh, this we kind of. <laughs> yes, I know. No, guys. But anyway. Uh, I, I'm so happy to be part of this first season, and I know we got a lot of other things we're working on for season two. Yes, a lot of things. We got a lot of surprises coming up. Uh, hopefully, you will join us along those uh, for for those uh, changes. But uh, we're going to be back season two, even stronger, even better, and maybe even some more options for you. Oh, maybe video. Who knows? We'll see. But uh, this concludes. Season one of the Knowledge of Nothing podcast. We could not have done this without you. As always, you can join us on Instagram. You can join us on Facebook and Conman1 on Twitter. Um, Brian, before we get going, anything else that you want to say? Thank you again, everybody. This season would be nothing without you guys. We are really looking forward to season two. We're working hard to make it bigger, better, bolder, and we're going to come right at you with it. So stay tuned for that. We will, of course, announce when our season two premiere will be. And we're looking forward to it. We'll be working hard in the off season uh, to get that to you. Okay, so that concludes this season of the Knowledge of Nothing podcast. Thank you as always. And we will see you next time.